Hey, I'm Jewel Bejavarpu, and you're listening to the Infertility Life Coach Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to the Infertility Life Coach Podcast, a show for smart, type A millennial women who want to get off the emotional roller coaster of infertility for good. If you want to learn how coaching can prime your body and mind for pregnancy, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Jewel Bejavarpu, and I am an infertility and endometriosis warrior, as well as a certified life coach. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, my friends. I am so excited to be here with my special guest and fellow coach and Instagram friend, Jade Alexander. We met on Instagram and bonded over cycle tracking, self-care, and all things period health, which if you are going through infertility and trying to conceive, you end up learning about this really fast. I first learned about body literacy and menstrual tracking period self-care about three years ago when I was on my mission to figure out why I had such painful and heavy periods that left me with major PMS and debilitating cramps. When I learned about my hormones and my cycle, I also figured out what was going wrong and therefore was able to advocate for myself with my doctors. This resulted in a diagnosis of endometriosis and eventually excision surgery. So I believe all of you are about to learn in this episode is going to change your life. Let me tell you a little bit about Jade. Jade is a life coach and menstrual cycle educator who helps moms trust their gut and reconnect with our identity and purpose outside of parenting so they can stop people pleasing and start living life without the mom guilt. Jade also has two little boys and loves sushi, the office, bunko, and deep conversations. So Jade, can you tell us in your own words a little bit about yourself as a woman and a coach and how you got into doing what you do? Sure. So yeah, I'm Jade Alexander and I am a life coach and menstrual cycle educator, which is still kind of weird to say, honestly, because it's not like growing up, I said, I'm going to be a menstrual cycle educator and talk to women about their periods. Exactly. Um, I actually was probably like most of you, I was embarrassed by my period. I didn't want anyone to know when I was on it. Um, But now it's actually the funnest thing for me to talk about. So thank you for having me on. Um, And I guess the thing I want to share about me is many people choose to get their life figured out, finish school, settle into a career, um, then get married and start their family. And I did things a little differently. So I got married my sophomore year in college When I walked at my college graduation, my first son was three months old. And before he was born, I made the decision to take on the role or the relationship of stay-at-home mom. And after he was born, I had a brutal few months of postpartum depression. And that whole first year with him, just being a new mom, having a new baby, was a major adjustment for me. And that was really unexpected. And I didn't feel like I had the resources to cope with what I was going through. And so I turned to just micromanaging everything and everyone to feel like I had some kind of control over my life. And as you might guess, that did not go very well. So I really struggled to be happy, even when I had so many amazing things going on in my life. Um, Before my second son was born, I made an appointment with a therapist. 
interesting is I wanted to give myself the best chance of not repeating postpartum. And I knew I could only do so much. A lot of it is hormonal. Um, but since I was micromanaging my life, this was my best attempt to control this thing that was outside of myself. And I'm really grateful for past me for finding a therapist and showing up because that is what opened my eyes to the world of mental health coaching and mental health resources. Um, that's how I was introduced to life coaching because I didn't know what that was before. And I found my first coach and it just broadened my perspective. Um, it really helped me to let go of the need to control everything. My marriage improved. I had a much healthier relationship with my little children. Um, and so I became a coach and I just followed this fascination I had with my hormones and my cycle with feminine energy. And I realized that so many women out there are in a similar place that I was at war with their bodies and their minds, feeling like a victim to periods and PMS, or just not at all understanding their bodies and how our hormones and bodies like communicate with us in many ways, including our menstrual cycles and our reproductive system. So here I am um, just trying to meet a need and like this critical area of women's health and education. Yeah. Oh, that resonates with me so much shade because I feel like I felt the same way. I was like fighting with my body, hating my period, hating like every single month having like PTSD about getting my period just because I didn't know what was going on with my body and I didn't know what was wrong. And eventually that led to the endometriosis diagnosis, but it was very, like very traumatizing and until I learned about hormones in my body and started working with my body as well. So I feel like this is such a needed thing. So I'm so excited that you're here. So let's talk about cycle tracking and body literacy first. This is super important for women who are trying to conceive. And I don't know about you, but I was not taught anything about my hormones or my body growing up, like nothing. So now I happen to know that we both use, I think, FAM, is that right? Yeah. Um, which stands for the Fertility Awareness Method to track our cycles and can you tell us a little bit more about body literacy, what FAM is, and like why it's so unnecessary to understand the power of your body and your hormones? Of course. So I just want to say first, you're not alone. And all of you listening, you guys are not alone. Like I'd be so bold to say that most women were not taught about body literacy or no. cycle tracking or fertility awareness methods. It's um, much more common that we're taught birth control, birth control pills, IUDs that shoved down our throats from teenage years. Um, so, I mean, I grew up in a very sex positive home. <laughs> My mom was and still is extremely open about sex and sexuality, which I will ever forever appreciate. Thank you, mom. Um, but even then, I didn't know most of this stuff until I'd already birthed two babies. And that is insane to me that I could go through that process and not understand my body. Um, so body literacy means observing, learning about, and understanding your body. And I add in your hormones. Um, you have five main hormones involved in your menstrual cycle that are ebbing and flowing all month long. So you are a cyclical being as a female. Um, this means that 
you're a bit different every single day and every single week. So if you've ever wondered why you're sometimes super motivated and you have this Wonder Woman energy, but then other days it's like this major struggle to even get out of bed, this could very well be your reason. It's because you're cyclical. You're not meant to be this linear being doing the same thing every single day. So a great way to start becoming body literate is to cycle track. And five tracking tips that I like to give for anyone starting out um, is to track, number one, the length of your cycle. So that's the number of days of your cycle beginning the day of your first full bleed through the end um, until you bleed again. Number two is the length of menstruation, which is how many days you're actually bleeding. The third thing is your cervical fluid. That would be like the color and the consistency of it. Number four would be basal body temperature. So your resting temperature before you get out of bed for the day. And the fifth thing is checking in with yourself in all areas. So physically, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually, how connected do you feel to yourself and the world around you? Um, Just starting with even one of those things is going to help you be more in tune with your body and your hormones and understand what your body's trying to communicate with you. Um, And so that connects to the FAM method, the fertility awareness method. Um, It's just a form of natural family planning that helps you achieve or prevent pregnancy without pharmaceutical methods like pill or IUDs. Um, To me, the benefit of FAM, the reason that we use it is besides not suppressing your natural hormones, which other forms of birth control do. Um, It encourages women and men to track your natural fertility and just, um, and your cycle as well. And it promotes better awareness of your body for you and your partner, which I think is a great way to build intimacy. Um, And you guys, your bodies are creative and they're powerful. Our hormones are not a limitation or an inconvenience. You totally heard me correctly. Um, (laughs) Your hormones and your menstrual cycle can actually be a gift and a blessing to us as females and even can be our greatest asset in self-love and self-awareness and in our productivity. Yeah. I think one thing that I said for women who are going through infertility, I think it's so important to track your cycle with fam, whether you're going through IVF, whether you're just trying naturally at the moment or going through IUIs is just because when we started trying to have a baby and started getting the diagnosis of infertility, it was very much like my cycle was all over the place. And the hormones were clearly all over the place. And I would have some cervical fluid some days and some cycles I would have absolutely none. And that's like absolutely necessary to get pregnant. You need cervical fluid. So it was really interesting to track it because yes, my cycles were always consistently 34 days, but in that cycle, like there was, there's so much going on. I learned about how you can double peak, for example, like you can have a false peak of LH and a false peak of ovulation and then actually peak like five days later. So um, those, all those things were like amazing to me as we were starting to try to conceive. And as we continue to try to conceive, we continue to use FAM to always track and see the health of my period and the health of my cycle. Um, 
And I know many women do this, but it, I think it's so important to, for that body literacy. So. Yeah. And I, I'm sure most of the women listening here like to have control. <laughs> like oh, yeah. We're all type A. Um, yes. And so I think that, you know, this is something that is partially in our hands and partially not as we go through mm-hmm. this journey of figuring it out. And it's really easy to feel broken. And if any of you have ever felt broken or feel like, what is wrong with me? Why can't my body just do what it's supposed to do? Tracking really helps give you back a sense of control in a healthy way in your body. Yeah. Um, helping you just do what you can. And it really never hurts to track because even if it's going to take a while to figure out what your body is communicating with you, it's, it's like a, a report card. Um, every time you, you know, every single cycle, it's like a report card of how your body's doing and it helps you check in and, and reassess, but it really never hurts to track because you're always going to be learning more and more about what your body's doing. Yeah. I think that's such an important component you just mentioned, because I know a lot of women, including myself, have felt broken at one point or another, especially with infertility. You're like, why isn't my body doing what it should be doing? And I think I agree with you. Tracking has helped me put some control back into like my life and my fertility because I'm saying, oh, I do know what's going on. I do have, I can talk to my doctor in a literate way because I do know what's happening with my hormones and I can advocate for myself because I do know, Hey, I might need this supplement or I might need that supplement to help me balance things out. So I think you're totally right on there. So I really believe that fam is like a method of self care. And now I first learned about the menstrual seasons a few years ago, and I started living my life by them. I started planning my work around what season I was in, and it gave me the ability to slow down and like really take care of myself. Jade, can you tell us about the menstrual seasons, including the void, and how you build in self-care around your cycle? Yes, yes, yes. I am so glad that you're asking me this because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I talk about it in every single one of my classes that I teach. Um, Our bodies go through scientific phases. We go through menstruation, pre-ovulation, ovulation, post-ovulation, and pre-menstruation. That's what we're cycling through all month long, ladies. So remember, give yourself some grace because there's a lot going on. Um, These scientific and hormonal phases also align with similar characteristics to seasons of the year. So menstruation would be similar to winter time. We're hibernating. It's like a hibernating phase. We're turning inward. We want to be kind of to ourselves, away from the world, away from responsibility. Um, Then there's pre-ovulation to ovulation, which is like an inner spring, because you start to come out of what I call the period cave, you turn more outward, you're more social, flirty, confident, you're gaining more energy to take on tasks again. Um, Post ovulation would be like your inner summer, because that's when you have that Wonder Woman go getter energy, you get like a spike of testosterone during that time. And and you really can feel it. um, If you're naturally cycling. And so you're really task oriented and knocking things off the to-do list. It's probably my most productive time. Um, and then sure. there's premenstrual, which is your inner fall. And you start to turn more inward again, just like the leaves fall off the trees in autumn. I always like to have that visual when I head into this inner phase. 
um, you're letting go of all the things that did not serve you over the past cycle. So it's a very honest, authentic season for you um, on the inside and you're preparing for inner winter. So this is the season that you might experience what I like to call the void. Um, This is like a household term now for my family. They all know when it's my void days. Um, And this is the time when your moods can get more intense. You might even experience PMS, PMDD. Um, I have my void days and I'm learning to cope with them in healthy ways. Um, I'm also testing out certain vitamins, like you said, certain um, Mm -hmm. supplements you can bring up to your doctor that are meant to relieve PMS symptoms, um, things like magnesium, B6, zinc, iron. There's there's several out there. And there's even um, a market for this now, like period gummies and vitamins. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, we are going through these scientific phases, but they show up in our bodies and in our lives, kind of like the seasons of the year. And so Seeing my cycle that way has helped me just kind of understand the flow of my moods a little bit better and to just be prepared for what's coming so that it's not a surprise every single month. Yeah, that's such a good point because I feel like I used to get surprised every month and I'd be like, what's going on with me? Why am I feeling so tired or why am I in such a cranky mood? And I never put the two and two together until I learned about the seasons, which I think is just incredible why I didn't notice there was a pattern, but I didn't. So I think the seasons are super important. And I know you can also um, cycle your food and different types of food by different types of seasons. And I can put in a link in the show notes for you to learn more about that. I did that for a little while. Um, But yes, and I really think that learning about your seasons and knowing what season you're in. I don't know about you, Jade, but for me, it was like a relief because I was like, oh, this is why I have energy right now. And like, I can plan my days so I can get, knock out the really big stuff that I want to get done, big projects at the beginning of my cycle, like in that inner spring, and then go in like the autumn and the winter, I can like not go out and not socialize and not you like try and tackle huge things off my to-do list. Yeah. And it, it just takes away a lot of the shame too. Like totally. just that burden of having to people please everybody. When you turn inward and you know what your needs are and you meet your own needs, you just kind of drop that need to meet everyone else's needs. So each, you asked me about self-care and I didn't even address that, but each season comes with superpowers, but also things to be cautious of. Um, And as you get to know these seasons in your own bodies, you'll recognize when you might need alone time or extra help or time to be social or time to be intimate. And you can start syncing your favorite forms of self-care to those areas of your specific cycle. Um, I've actually, I'm still working on my void. I'm still working on embracing and appreciating it, but I actually look forward to my menstruation, my inner winter now, because one of the superpowers that you have there is heightened intuition. And I didn't know that until Mm. recently. And now when I start my period, I get really excited because I always have a list of questions or things I'm pondering. And I really try to use that time when I'm on my period to use my intuition and get answers to my questions. Um, even my inner fall, which tends to be people's least favorite season, 
Um, that, like I said, is a time of like authenticity and honesty. And even in my void, when I get very moody and emotional, it always brings up truth that I need to see things that I need to address in my life. And so it, it kind of sucks <laughs> to have to face it, but it's like forcing myself to face things that need to be addressed in my life so that I can move forward in my next cycle in a much healthier way. Oh, that is so true because in that void in the inner autumn, you do that, that comes, the same thing comes up for me too. And I'm sure many other women, like all recognizing these feelings, you're feeling anger, you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling agitated, asking yourself why, 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 and then really getting down to like the truth of it and the root cause of these things, I think really opens up a lot of awareness in yourself. So I a hundred percent agree. So Jade, what my audience, and I'm sure your audience is too, is smart, type A, high achieving women, just like the two of us. Um, We often feel anxious and stressed out. And yes, my friends, I am talking to all of you who are listening right now. Um, What advice would you have for these women um, with self-care and cycling and seasons? So I think that there is a misconception out in the world. Um, around masculine and feminine energy, that masculine Mm -hmm. energy is somehow stronger or more productive than feminine energy, that feminine energy is just like restful, weak, lazy, or even like unreliable. Um, And there might be a little truth to that, like a little, there are differences between the two energies. But just because you're a female does not mean that you only have feminine energy and vice versa. Um, So my advice to you is first to track, Um, pay attention to how your body naturally approaches your life. Is there more masculine energy in your cycle or more feminine energy? Um, These are attached to hormones. And so this will help you see which hormones are more dominant in your specific cycle. Um, But then my second piece of advice is to lean into that energy that comes naturally to you. Don't fight against it. Even if it's not the energy you want, maybe you want to have more natural masculine energy, but it from your tracking, you can tell there's more feminine energy. Don't fight against natural rhythms and the natural energy of your body because you were created for a reason. So if you work against your body, you're going to make life very difficult for yourself. But working with your body and how it is, not how you wish it was, um, will help you be the most productive and it's the most effective approach. Yeah. Wonderful. Totally. I 100% agree that masculine and feminine energy, and we'll have another podcast episode all about that later for sure. Um, But yes, Jade, let's wrap up. How can women find you and how can women start working with you? Yes. Come see me. I would love to have you join me. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram. That's my main platform right now. So my handle is at the hive.com. It's the hive community. Um, there you'll also have opportunities to join my email list that I send out weekly. And that's where I just give a little bit deeper insights to topics like this. Um, you can also get exclusive offers to anything that I am launching, including a new course I have coming really soon. Ooh. 
Ah, I'm super excited. It's going to cover all things self-care and menstrual cycles and how to sync them together. Um, so I'm really excited to have that available soon. You can find that on my Instagram or my email list. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on and having this discussion with me today. It was a pleasure and I am sure we will see you again sometime on the podcast for sure. Thanks so much for having me. If you love the podcast and if you have liked what you have heard so far, I would love it if you could leave me a five-star rating and a review. Reviews help others find this podcast and help them get the strategies that they need to thrive during infertility. Remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But maybe you want to take this work to a deeper level. I have the perfect coaching program for you. Go to www.simplyjewel.com forward slash empowered infertility to learn more about my signature one-on-one coaching program, Empowered Infertility in 90 Days, and apply to work with me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Infertility Life Coach Podcast. See you next time.